Is this a story you're familiar with? A black woman was on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955. The segregated bus was crowded and she refused to give up her seat to a white woman. This led to her arrest. Do you know this woman? No, it's not Rosa Parks. It's a 15-year-old pregnant teen who started a revolution. Her name was Claudette Colvin, and this is Unusual Women. Welcome to the show. This is Unusual Women with your host, Michaela and... Brogan. Today, we are talking about Claudette Colvin, who was born September 1939 to C.P. Colvin and Mary Ann Colvin. At the time, we were it was the Jim Crow laws, it was the segregated buses, and she was a huge player in the court case that brought down segregation in public transit. So, Claudette Colvin was one of the multiple people who, before Rosa Parks, refused to give up their seats on the buses in Alabama. Yeah, so how the whole bus situation worked was the buses had uh, segregated seats in the back for uh, for black people, and in the front it was for white people. And if you got on the bus and there were no white people or less white people, you could sit in the white seats. But as white people got on, uh, the black citizens were told to move to the back of the bus or stand, which is awful, like so many feelings about this, but yes. I have so many, and I just, like, there's just so many things I don't quite understand about it. So from a really early age, uh, Claudette experienced racism. She experienced segre- segregation and was really affected by the whole swear to racist, culture, yeah. cult- the racist culture in the South. Uh, one of the things was at the age of four, she was at a retail store when a couple of white boys asked Claudette to hold out her hand to compare skin tones. Her mother actually hit her and told her to not touch white boys. And this was uh, brought up on a lot of interviews with her. Uh, just stood out as um, a really big moment that shaped yeah. her and made her want to fight for civil rights. Uh, she was really big into education. She wanted yeah. to be a lawyer. She wanted to fight for civil rights, and she did in yeah. a really interesting way, which we're going to get to right now. Yes, the bus incident itself. Um, so... It was March 2nd, 1955. Um, This was nine months previous to Rosa Parks on her bus adventure. Um, I don't know if we call it an adventure. I mean, like... Protest. Protest, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Um, So Claudette was returning home from school on a crowded bus, and the bus driver, whose name was Robert W. Cleary, demanded that Colvin and three other black women move to the back of the bus. Um, Colvin didn't move, and the driver called the police, forcing, and they forcibly arrested her and dragged her off the bus um, as she screamed, it's my constitutional right. So this bus incident got a lot of traction in the, in the black community, in the civil rights community. They were outraged over this, and the NAACP was going to use this case to fight segregation on the Alabama bus system. But there was a reason why they didn't pick her. Uh, she was deemed not good enough to be the poster child for this movement. And the reason being, uh, one, her age, she was 15 when this happened. And then also Colvin uh, later talked about how she felt because she was darker skinned that she wasn't picked for it just based on that she was not light-skinned. Right. Which is just absurd. Right. Uh, She also was pregnant um, afterwards when they were going over the cases and going to make her the poster child. She was pregnant uh, allegedly by a married man, but it's never been disclosed who it was, uh, which just they said the public wouldn't wouldn't take to her. 
which is what brought them to Rosa Parks, who was um, an older, educated, light-skinned woman who was a seamstress. They figured that she was going to be more of a likable face and that no one in America could dislike this charming woman. I love how it just hasn't changed on that fact. Like, oh, are you likable? Are you likable? Then we'd like to tell everybody about you. you. Um, Yeah, so do you feel like in today's culture, if this happened, they would still try to stage it in a way that's a more likable person? Or do you think that someone like Claudette would have been known for her initial actions and being the first? I mean, I think that there's slight changes, right? So in the sense of, like, there is so much media nowadays, so people would most definitely, if someone's getting dragged off a bus by the police and screaming, it's my constitutional right, people are going to have their phones out taking pictures, taking videos, recording that stuff and posting it on social media, posting it on YouTube, which doesn't count as social media, but is like that kind of like thing, or posting it on the Citizen app. There's all these things that are being out there in order for things like this not to get covered up anymore. But there's also still the idea of how many of these would happen before it would become viral, before it become national news. Like how many people do we not hear about in regards to missing children, or we don't hear about in regards to police brutality, brutality or a whole array of, like, murders, anything, we don't hear about all of these cases. They they're not marketable. Right. It's just, just awful. Exactly. So, um, Claudette was still part of the federal case, though, for the Brown Browder versus Gale. This was the case that eventually decided that segregated buses in Alabama were unconstitutional. Um, she was one of five original planta- plaintiffs, plaintiffs? Right, she was one of five, and then one dropped out for un- for undisclosed reasons. The other women on these this um, lawsuit were Aurelia Browder, Susie McDonald, and Mary Louise Smith. They were all women who were arrested on buses before Rosa Parks. Which brings us to legacy. Uh, Claudette overall isn't angry about her lack of recognition. If anything, she's disappointed. Her sister, Gloria Lanster, said, Had it not been for Claudette Colvin, Aurelia Browder, Susie McDonald, and Mary Louise Smith, there would not have been a Thurgood Marshall, a Martin Luther King, or a Rosa Parks. I think it's really important to remember all these women and highlight them because without this, we wouldn't have the movements. We wouldn't have had the court case that eventually brought down segregation, right. brought down Jim Crow laws. We wouldn't have had the revolution if we didn't have the women that came before. Right, because if that situation hadn't happened, maybe they wouldn't have thought, oh, I'll go stage this with someone who like is more what they think the public would like, which is still screwed up, but... It is very much of like the chain reaction of what happens when one person does th- something and then it's seen by another. Right. The whole standing up for what you believe in. Right. Or in this case, sitting down sitting for what down, you believe yeah. in. Well, there are such things as sit-ins. Yes, there are. There are. We do anyway. want to say that uh, Claudette is still, oh, yeah, she's still hanging alive. out in the Bronx. Yeah, she's, she's a badass. She's a badass. She does a lot of public speaking for civil rights still, which is amazing because her dream was to be a civil rights activist and to fight for her rights as an American, as a person, and she did that, and she's still doing that, and I think she's really inspiring, and honestly, getting to learn about her for this project has been so enlightening, and I just... Yeah, the more we learn about it, the more we're like, wait, what? This happened as well? Um, There's There's just so so many many, layers to this story. So many layers. And she's uh, absolutely inspiring, Uh, so... I tip my hat to you. I just, I think you're wonderful. Thank you so much for everything, Claudette. On that note... 
Um, we're going to wrap this episode up, but thank you so much for listening and putting up with us for this. Um, if you want more information about Elemental Women Productions, um, please check out our website and follow us on Instagram. Both of those details are going to be below. Um, thank you again. Our music for our intro was done by the fantastic Sterling Nichols. Um, graphics were done by myself, Brogan. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. If you have any suggestions of people that you'd like to hear oh, about. we'd love that. We would love that. So send that in. Text it to us. Email it to us. You can throw a crumpled up piece I mean, of paper to our yeah. face. I, mean, I don't know. Whatever you want. But thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, this has been Unusual Women.